Welcome to CP Time. Thanks for joining the podcast. Unfortunately, I wanted to apologize. There's a little bit of electronic noise on this podcast that we couldn't quite get rid of in the editing room, but I encourage you to listen. It's one of my favorites. It's about my experience playing Rock of Ages last summer for the Pittsburgh CLO, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And this is CP Time. Got the bass today. Just a small town girl living in a lonely Why did we start with that? Uh, I think you wanted to talk about <coughs> about Rock of Ages in last year. I think you wanted yes. to make this podcast about Rock of Ages. This is the Rock of Ages PCLO um, story of Paul Thompson trans transforming himself from just a musician to a full-fledged actor slash performer. Yeah, I'd never known how to perform before. Or act. I had some acting. I acted a little bit. When? When I was a kid. What'd you do? Something. I'm not sure if you remember this or not. Uh, so I went to Rogers Middle School. Okay. And uh, oftentimes... Tell people who don't know what it, what it is. Rogers, <coughs> Rogers Middle School was a really awesome place that I attended from grade four through grade eight. I was in the last fourth grade class. I was in the last fifth grade class because our school district... <laughs> in the early 80s kind of went to this thing where the, the middle school was a new format right and a lot of people grew up with like junior high high but the middle school became like a really prominent thing in our school district and so they made rogers a middle school six through eight and then you go to high school nine to twelve and so i was i went to rogers um and back when i went to rogers <coughs> excuse me when i was younger uh you had to do everything when you were in the sixth grade certainly but in the fourth and the fifth grade so I had three years of having to do visual art and uh, vocal music and instrumental music and dance. You had to take everything. You had to take everything that they had to offer. Then you kind of declared a major for the seventh grade. Anyway, I went to Rogers Middle School and uh, there were casting agents who used to do commercials and movies and TV shows and a lot of them would come to Rogers when they were looking for kids who Adorable were little boys. 12 years old to be in a commercial to be on TV so I got a few opportunities from that I got a few opportunities from people coming to Kappa and needing a young kid I, I hosted there used to be a TV show on <coughs> WPXI that used to come on at like 6 in the morning on Saturday mornings called Kidsburg I got to do two episodes of that one episode was one of the greatest memories of my life because I, I did it with the Pirate Parrot 
and it yes. was just us kind of running around Three River Stadium. Adorable. We did this thing where they edited it so that we were playing a baseball game against each other. Adorable. It was unbelievable. Okay, so wait, fast forward many, many, many years ahead. Yes. And you had just been playing music as a musician. Yes, pretty much. I mean, I, I, I did something for the Pittsburgh Public Theater uh, back in 05. Yeah. Uh, I did Ain't Misbehavin', right. which required which, us. It was a huge success. Which required us to to act at the beginning of the show and be on costume and in full view of the audience, mm -hmm. and there was that there was some some bits going on. Okay, in that but show. this one, this is a big one. Rock of Ages. Have you seen Rock of Ages? I have. I saw it multiple times because you were amazing. <laughs> so let's start with how the gig you thought the gig was going to go. Well, the, the CLO is a very prestigious theater company here in town. They run their season during the summer, and uh, they have a wonderful staple of musicians that have done those shows for many years. Um, so I never really was asked to do any CLO shows. And then this past summer, uh, I got word that uh, they were looking for musicians to be in the band for Rock of Ages, which would be on stage. So I was super excited, and I knew he was perfect for this because we actually do a show I was teasing when I said first acting experience we do a show called TV Tunes Sing Along where um, Paul and I do a lot of funny bits on stage so he was comfortable with that but this was like how many people in the Benetton? How many people sit in the Benetton? Is it like 1500? Yeah I want to like say that. something like that. Yeah a lot of people so they said they were going to do this show they were looking for an on stage band I said sure uh, I was asked to do it. I said, "This sure, it'll be fun." Right. I, look, I looked up the show. Uh, it wasn't like Ibsen or anything. <laughs> it was just a bunch of songs, hair band songs from the '80s. Uh, most of them I was familiar with. I'd heard on the radio before. I thought, "Okay, this will be fun." So fast forward, we're getting closer to. No, no, this was about about three, four weeks later. Okay. But I, a month out, I, from I had the a show. solid two months to really get into it. Okay. So about a, uh, about three four weeks after this, the 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 music director from New York emailed us everybody and said, um, "Listen, there's no room for stands or stand lights on stage. You're gonna have to memorize the music." And like you can have happened? notes, but you can you have to memorize it. And then what at happened? that point, I kind of panicked, and I said, uh, "Nope, I Not can't do this. I'm, I'm playing." I'm playing five jazz gigs a week, five nights a week. Uh, I, I'm teaching a lot of kids. I'm trying to be a, a quote-unquote serious musician. Right. Um, I you don't were have mad, time. though. You were a little I was angry. mad. I was like, <coughs> I don't have time to sit down and do this because they're hiring me because visually, I guess, I look a certain way, you know. You're handsome. No. I'm just, I'm probably younger than some other bass players. Okay. Which is, you so. Know, how much music are we talking about memorizing? Like, what are we talking about? How many pages? Uh, well, there were 50 cues in the book. Yeah. And the funny thing is, the book they sent me wasn't even half the show. Yeah. So I thought, once I got through 24 of them, I thought, oh, I got this. Anyway, when I got word that you had to memorize the music, I seriously considered quitting. No, you had decided you were quitting. I just didn't, I didn't want to put in that time. I thought it was going to be a real pain. And I... I got really frustrated with you. You got incredibly frustrated with me. What you. did I say to you? You said, I'm divorcing you if you don't do this show. <laughs> Those are actually not what I said, but what did I say to you? I mean, I don't you even know said, if you remember. Okay. You just, you revel in, in making me repeat this. 
<laughs> you're, 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 you're pulling enjoyment out of this. No, I mean, I think it's a good... I think we're doing this as a lesson for a lot of people who are stretching themselves as artists. And we, we should call the I podcast... I might sneeze, everybody. Hold on. I might sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> Corona. Okay. Okay. Um, we should call this podcast I Told You So, because this whole story is a big I Told it You So. It is a little I Told You So. so you're right. It I'll is. give you a little pat on the back Thank you. That. Okay. So, um... I didn't want to do it. Uh, first thing you told me, you said, come on, Paul, this is CLO. You said the first the first thing was, this is a connection. If you do this, it might lead to other things. Absolutely. Which, which is, is all art. Which is, which is one of the big three things. One of the big three things I try to teach my young artists. The big yes. three. The big three reasons you should make gigs. The first, does Good it pay music. a lot of money? Does it pay a lot of money? That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing. Are you having so much fun on it? It's ridiculous. You do it because you love it and yes. you're having fun. The third thing, is it going to help your career by playing Doing this it. gig? Usually we, we tell kids if you can meet two of the three, then you should take the gig. Right. If, if you're going to make a lot of money and it will help your career, do it. Do it. Even if it's not fun. But if it's really fun and you're going to make a lot of money. But, the, but you had, you had like already convinced yourself. Yes. I basically said, yeah, I'm above this. I'm a jazz snob. Yeah. Um, I don't have time for this. This is hairband music. They could get anybody to do this. You said, number one, you it'll lead to more stuff. And I said you made a commitment. And you'll make a connection with this MD from New York. Yeah, but I, I also said you had made a commitment. Yeah, but I'd never... I, I, I really had never worked for CLO. Only in little bits and subbing. Right. And right. I, I felt like I'm not burning a bridge here. If you know. Right. So that was the first thing. The second thing you told me was, this is going to be the most fun experience of your life. Yep, and you're going to grow. And I was like, okay, you're, you know, God you want bless me to be on stage. God bless her. She's the you, actress. Yes, you want me to experience that whole thing. Okay, whatever, whatever. I still love, you know, doing what I do. Right. I love being in my box. Yes. And you your know. box is your box, and my box is my box. Yes. Yeah. The third thing you told me was... You know 75% of this music. Yeah. Because you grew up hearing 75% of the music. And going through the book, she was absolutely right. The finale of the show was um, what we just played um, by Journey, uh, Don't Stop. Don't Stop. Yeah. There's a couple more Journey things. There was uh, 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 Sticks. There is, was There was all this music... That I was already familiar with. Which is something I will say that memorizing, I mean, for me, I'm a slow memorizer. I won't, I won't lie. And it's, it can be stressful at times and it, it can be incredibly daunting, but I, I know, first of all, Paul's brain is enormous. I knew he could do it. I knew it was in his brain, well, but I, I most importantly knew this was going to be the gig that was going to be life changing for him. I didn't know if I could handle it. I didn't really know if I could handle it. Um, I knew the songs, but memorizing the book, it has a lot to do more with exact measure numbers. Yeah. And key changes. Cues and... Cues, vamps. Yeah. All kind of things. So I didn't know. So I was very disgruntled, and I I took the gig. I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And I said something like, And I did like it learn, very angrily. Yeah, you were like, I'll learn, I'll learn like two songs a day or no, a song No, I a day. said I would take one song. Song a day. I, not even a day. I said, I tried to plan it out. So I had half a book and I didn't know. So I had I tried to plan it out in weeks. Yeah. So I would do two songs a week. Yeah. 
and I thought I had 24 numbers, and I got to the soundtrack, and I said, oh my goodness, Bobby, I'm missing half my book. Can I get the other half of this book, please? Yeah. Which was even longer than what I had. Can you give us, just to break it up, can you give us another little song? What is another song from the show? Uh, from from Rock of mm-hmm. Ages. That you love playing. Um, um, bon Jovi. Uh, sure. Go ahead. So, if you do, uh, let's say, Dead or Alive. That whole song was me doing this. It's all the same. same. Only the names will change. Damn. <laughs> I can't, I, what we should have done is made a list of the songs, and I could go, oh, this one, or you could let well, me That's practice. all right. I mean, we are the impromptu I, podcast. Yeah, I need... Okay, so the shows were start rehearsal. So now we're in, you've learned well, the no, music. No. I okay. have it. So okay. going back. So I tried to give myself enough time. I got half of the book. So then it became, okay, I'm going to try to do a song every day or every other day. Right. And it came a lot quicker than I thought. I would come home from a gig, literally. This was starting in May. I would come home from a gig, and I would put an hour in every yeah. night. I loved hearing. See, because normally I just hear him playing the upright and doing scales and things. But now I'm upstairs hearing all of my favorite rock songs, so that was really fun. Yeah, Sorry, it was... side note. <laughs> so I would come home and play for an hour or two if I could go two hours. But I would do one song over and over again. And my, my method was, because I'm very visual, if I close my eye, if I look at a piece of music and I close my eyes, I can see it in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of learning that would be. You wrote a book about this. Thanks for the shout out. What's so that, shout that? out to Kagan Publishing and Chris Latta's book, The Dramatically Different Classroom with Mark Weekland. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Get that your was copy not planned. Today. It was about different kinds of intelligences and making... Learning in different ways. Lessons in school fun and dramatic. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, so I would put the music up. I would listen to it. I would play through it with the music. I'd play through it with the music about four or five times. And then I'd put the music away and see if I could get through it without the music. And if I did, I'd do it four or five more times. Yeah. So that was an hour or two. Okay. And some of them were little cues. Mm-hmm. Some of them were one-page kind of things. Right, snippets. Some of them, some of them the, the most difficult part about learning the show was, um, this was when the show came out, it was kind of at the height of the mashup. So the, the trend was to, let's take this song and smash it into this other song in the middle and then go back to the first song and then end with the second song. So you'd have two songs kind of weaving through each other. Right. So that was the challenge. Some of them were really challenging, but uh, I gave myself mental cues. I gave myself notes, and I learned the music. The show ran in late July. 
I was ready. The first of July, I was ready. I yes, I that's the key. I could have played the show at the beginning of July. That's what we tell our. That's what we tell and our so students. So I kept playing through the book. I kept. I would. So you were having fun. Point, at that point, I was just playing through the music every day. I was, we didn't know, and they also sent us two versions. We didn't know right, if it what was going to be the touring version, which was shorter. Right. We didn't know if it was going to be the soundtrack version, which things had been lopped off. Then we found out it was the every note in the book version. Okay, so now we're in rehearsal. Yes, I get to rehearsal, which immediately there's no, is unlike any kind of musical theater rehearsal. Usually the band rehearses by themselves. Right. And um, there's a in lot In a different of, room. Like the actors are in one room, yeah. the band's in another. There's a lot of uh, specific kind of, um, you know, individual note, cue, tempo, little things we worked on that didn't happen here. It was like we were almost like window dressing. We had one band rehearsal and it was just running through everything and it was mostly to get the click right and getting click For people that don't know what click automatic. is, what does that mean? We played with a click. So every song had an exact tempo. And there were sometimes, I'm not sure, I can't remember, but there were sometimes I believe where other parts were coming in that were automated, that were, had been on a click. So we played to a... There you go. A metronome yeah. in our ears for every, almost every piece of music. There were some vamps, and at any time, Bobby had the option to turn the click off if, if something got off. Right. But we 90% of the time played with a click, and our count-offs were some, some songs you get a four-click count-off, click, 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 and you'd have to start playing. Some of them were two-click, click, click, and then you start playing. Now, as somebody who's done things with pre-recorded in the background it's very stressful because if you get off you're always worried about not being synced up okay so you're in rehearsal what have you noticed while you're in rehearsal what are you experiencing well i'm experiencing something unlike playing in a pit which is everybody it's so focused on your part um and music intensive it wasn't music intensive it was very click intensive and the drummer uh rj the great rj hyde shout out to rj um it was very, he was a little more focused because he was playing beats and tempos. I, I wasn't a center of a focus. I met two wonderful musicians and worked with two really amazing people that I'd never worked with before. Um, Dan Peters on guitar, shout out to Dan Peters, who had done the show on Broadway. He was Came, amazing. He was incredible. Came in from Dynamic. Chicago. Immediately, he like became the de facto music director because he was telling us, okay, do this dance. He was showing us places right. where to dance and act and here's what we did in the show. And he was, his energy level was 100 every show. His attitude was, was 150 every show. But One of the best you, people I've ever worked. And I also met another wonderful musician from Youngstown, a uh, guitarist I'd never worked with named John Anthony. Another fabulous guy. And I was, I, I'll tell you this, I, I'm not intimidated very often I was extremely intimidated walking into this rehearsal. I'd never done a, a CLO summer show, right. which is like a big deal if you're an actor. Um, and I know they have a stable of musicians that they use. I'd never worked for them in the summer. And there were a lot of people around, and everybody had their shit together. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Everybody, Dan, would, like, he had this pedal board, and like he had a patch for every song. Number two, number three yeah. A. Like, and John had all of his shit together, and I was just like, How many days oh rehearsal God. did you have to Mount Rock of Ages, which is an enormous show? Oh my God, not even a week. No, right. So not the CLO. Not even a week. And they brought in the set that was the Broadway, mm -hmm. the Broadway set, and we were literally on stage 
in costume. But wait, wait, wait. I want to back you up. I want to back you up to what you were experiencing during rehearsal. It was intense. But you also, I mean, there was a lot of nerves. You were nervous. But so the first couple days I would go down and meet you. And I said, you're going to experience something you don't experience with musicians. What was it that you noticed immediately about being in a musical theater rehearsal that you had not experienced before? The energy, the camaraderie. What was it that you were taken aback by? There wasn't camaraderie per se. It's just there were a lot of people trying to handle their shit and not really... There wasn't a lot of, hello, how are you? It's nice to see you. I didn't get a lot of that. There was a lot of, okay, I'm we're talking opening immediately. in three days. No, 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 I'm talking about the band. So I'll, maybe you don't remember this story. So I had been meeting you after rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you didn't know anybody. And <clears throat> I thought, well, I'll come down and meet him for lunch. I wasn't gigging. Mm-hmm. And one day you called me and you're like, um... The band and I were all going out to eat together. And this was like day two or something. And I knew it was going to happen because in theater, unlike basically any other profession, we have what's called fast friendships. Because you're working, you know, on such a different level than like an office building or something. So he's like, so we're all, we're all going out. And he was so excited. Your voice was so excited. Um, I don't remember where you went. Chipotle or something. No, we went to like some... Uh, sit-down place. There's a sit-down place in Market Square up in the corner where you sit on the balcony. Yeah. Remember, remember that Italian place I used to play at? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, we're all going. I was like, okay, I'll come down and I'll... You want me to meet you? He's like, no, 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 it's just the band. And I was like, it's happening. <laughs> and what... Why was that so different than... Why were the musicians that worked on a show so different than the normal jazz group that you, you know, the normal guys you play with in Pittsburgh? What was the different energy? Um, well, let me say musicians in general. I can't say any musician has a better vibe than another musician. That's just, we communicate on a personal level, whether it's musically or personally. Uh, I will say that Dan Peters had more to do with that than anything. He was the warmest nicest guy he was the guy coming in from out of town who was basically the show if you've ever seen rock of ages mm -hmm. the star of the show is the lead guitar it's a guitar one yeah. guitar one is the star of the show and uh he was the guy that was like let's go get something to eat hey let's go do something he was the warmest friendliest guy ever and he made it easy he made it fun and easy in fact we were making mistakes on stage. Right. You know, like you would think when you don't have music, you get nervous. Right. There's 1,500 people in front of you. Um, and he was like, that's cool. He was like, I make mistakes. You hear me mess that thing up? He said, that's what we do. He said, that's what they do in the theater. If one person messes up, then the other person steps in and helps them out. Ah. And I was like, oh, it's not like that all the time with jazz. There's kind of this... You have to be at this kind of A minus level, or we're gonna vibe you. How dare you? How right. dare you come up here? Right, and not know? give perfection. And so everybody was helping each other, um, but that was all initiated. Dan was a great. You, it, it was proof that you you have great leadership. Yeah. Everything will fall into. That's right. Oh, that's so true. So now, now you have a new layer, right? Not only are you playing, now you have no, so costumes. We're, we're on stage. We're in costume. I'm wearing leather pants, 
with kind of a leather uh, vest. vest with open arms. And uh, we get through the dress rehearsal. And I have it all worked out. It's great. I have my cheat sheet. So I need a cheat sheet just so I can remember what the order of the songs is. So I have a two-sided cheat sheet, act one, with all the songs. And some of them I have keys or I have this E minor thing or it says ending. Like right. Little notes so like, next to the song title. So I can look down and go, oh, okay. And the funny thing is the actors used to mess with me. Yeah. There was a scene where they would come out with flyers and this girl would, on purpose, I'm convinced of this, she would look for my for my cheat sheet yeah. and, and put the pile of stuff right down on top of it and smile at me like... Screw you. <laughs> Screw you. Well, this is something for people that aren't in the business. Yeah. <coughs> Having a little cheat sheet, especially on a short rehearsal period well, run... And I got that from something... Jeff Howell. He was the one that told me. Or me. Or you, but Jeff Howe said he's had a cheat sheet every show I've had he's a, ever done. I've had a cheat sheet every show I've done. Sometimes I stick it if I have a pocket or my tights or whatever, but because it's up so quickly, it's it's like your security blanket, right? It's like a peace of mind, and so that's not unusual. Okay, so now you've got wigs and all of that. Well, they had wigs. We did the dress, um, and they were still having problems with the click. The click was very ubiquitous you know they finally got it to work but we did the dress and um i wasn't wearing a wig everybody had to be in costume because they were tape doing photo call during that right. dress and so i thought this is cool i got away with it and i looked at the original broadway production actually there was a black bass player um which might have been one of the reasons they reached out to me because they want things to be exactly as they are on broadway yeah um but he was bald he was shaven head yeah no wig. So I thought, okay, I'm going to luck out here. And so we came back from the dress. And for CLO, summer season, the dress happens the day of opening. Yeah. You dress that afternoon. It's so You go fast. and have dinner, and then you open that night. So we went and had something to eat. I came back, and uh, the stage manager was like, the wig person is looking for you. And he was Everybody was out. like, where? Yeah, the wig person is looking for you. You need to go see the wig people. And I was like, oh. So they fitted a wig on me, which, if you're listening to this, I'll post a picture on the Facebook page so you can see what I looked like yes. in my full regret Hilar- with, with the eye black and the wig. Yeah. Um, but Long, they put a wig pinky. on me, and the best part of the wig was not me getting into character. It was me going out for opening and having the actors turn around and see me in that wig. Yeah, because they hadn't seen you. They all reacted. Yeah. They all freaked out. Like, oh my God. It was hilarious. It was really funny. So what changed in you? So now we have a group of people that are producing high quality, but they're, you know, helping each other out if, you know, you miss a note or whatever. What is happening now being in a different performance mode? What's changing in you? Performing, because the band is on stage. They are not, they're not set dressing. They're actually the focal point of the show. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm kind of watching Dan. He's kind of setting the tone for everybody because he's done the show so many times, so I know when to act and when to move. And as that occurred, and I was, let me say this, I was prepared. Yeah. Musically, I was freaking prepared. Yeah. I probably made two or three mistakes the whole week, the okay. whole run. But I what was are you learning prepared. from, what are you learning but from that, performance? That being said, being prepared allowed me to be yes. free. Yes. 
being prepared allowed me to not think yes and just react and just go for it because i knew what was coming next yeah um knowing the music really really helped but that's a lesson everybody should you know musicians i teach my kids you don't know the song unless you put put away the chart yeah if you're not looking at it then you know it if you can play the melody if you can play the chords um and i really knew this music like i was really ready i prepared myself so i i could have fun i could look that's what i'm trying to get to i could react this is what i'm trying to get to is as a musician when you're performing gigs it's not about performing it's about the music but now something has changed. Now you are, you and the way you're, you know, playing and your expressions are part of the whole package. Something changed within you. Well, definitely after the run and not to jump ahead, not to jump ahead, but um, after the run happened, I had a jazz gig the day after. So we ran what whatever it was. Was it Wednesday? Is Wednesday usually opening or Tuesday? Anyway, we ran that week, we closed on a Sunday night, and then I had a jazz gig Monday night. The, the, the gig I played on Monday night was one of the best gigs I've ever had uh, in my yeah. life. I was so free, it was so free, and it was, it was the same feeling. I, here's the feeling that I really got on stage, which was ironic. Playing the, I had to have a set number of notes and bars and there were marks everybody had to make, and there was a performance that was going to happen a certain way, the same way every night. Right. And so the feeling I had there was like, it doesn't matter if I make a mistake. Yes. That was the feeling I yes. got. It doesn't matter at all as if long I as make you're a in mistake. It. As long as I'm in it. And like, let's say another musician made a mistake. It didn't matter. We laughed and right. we kept And nobody playing. knew. Nobody and nobody knew. noticed. Right. Nobody could tell. Right. Although at the end of the song, when I was playing, um, when I was playing this it's line, you. it's all you. I was like, "Don't mess this up," <laughs> the whole time. Because you're all by yourself. And then, okay, it goes back to C sharp. You know, like yeah. I was in my head, I was like, "Don't mess this yeah, up. Don't it's mess this up." Because this is your, line. this is a solo for you. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the jazz gig, I, I got on the gig the next day and I was like, it doesn't matter what I play. And all of a sudden, all this crap came oozing out of me. Like, right. I was like, I don't care what happens. So what, what, what is the takeaway from this like kooky, really over-the-top, silly Broadway musical, Rock of Ages? I mean, what, what was the life lessons you got? Because you still talk about well, it as one of the most fun things ever. I want to say, I want to say that what I'm talking about is coming from my POV, right? I, my, my limited point of view. I'm not speaking for all jazz musicians or all pit musicians, but I know I had a very narrow focus that was all about not making mistakes mm-hmm. um, and playing at a certain level and um, coming out of Rock of Ages totally changed my paradigm. It became a, it doesn't matter what I play let what what prepare 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 and then when you get there whatever comes out is going to be wonderful right because you're in the moment and we'll all pick each other up can you play it any way you want it you're gonna sing it is it just start there so the so it's uh i used to know i used to sing 
podcast was about how you grew from an experience you didn't want to do and and that's I guess what I wanted you to share is well and I also learned what you and I do are almost exactly the same yes even though you're not improvising sometimes the, I am the way that I do right um that the whole point is to prepare 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 <laughs> and then when you get into the moment let go, let go, let go, let go. Yes. And I have a tendency, as do a lot of jazz musicians, and that's why I, I was kind of experiencing kind of this, I've been down on myself. After one week of being in the house and playing and recording music and doing things, I got really down on myself because I micromanage and it's not about letting go and letting something happen. It's like this note isn't perfect and this sounds bad and... Um, I'm putting him on the spot when I'm asking things. him to play things. We didn't. We, he doesn't have music in front of him. We, he didn't know what I was going to call out. Actually, I'd love a little final countdown as we, as we wrap this up. Can you give me a little final countdown? I think ah. Oh, that's what I was waiting for the bliss. Yes! Okay, as we fade out on the final countdown, I just want to say I'm so glad he got to share this amazing story. Stretch yourself. Don't be afraid to try things that you think are not going to help you grow because he has become a better musician, better person from his experience. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It was a year ago. It's the final. It's, it's the, the final, final countdown. Okay, that's pretty good. I'm <laughs> pretty nice. So, any other so, last parting thoughts? No, I just want to say that uh, the people I met during Rock of Ages had a deep in- impact on me. The whole experience changed me um there are times in my life now where i kind of go back and remind myself i have to remind myself what it was like what it was like to be around those people to do it to have so much fun playing freaking eighth notes and rocking that shit out <laughs> as and hard that, as and possible that learning all that music was worth it it was totally worth it and I and and now I'm hoping I get to do it again Amen, someday. Amen. Me too. I hope I get to play Twisted Sister. I hope I'm in it next Quiet time. Quiet Riot. You I hope I get to do it again because it was so much fun. You were amazing. Um, and the people I met were amazing. I, I feel like I'm I'm better. I'm definitely better for having done it. So thank you for making me do it. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing the story. Any requests for the song at the end? Uh, I thought we kind of wrapped it up. No, I mean, as far as the, the bumper music. Oh, bumper music. Oh, we'll surprise him. Yeah, we'll surprise him. Okay. All right. Great job, babe. You too. I love you. Love you more. Bye. Bye. Mwah. Thanks, guys. Oh. <laughs>